the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Y'all, we're just about a week away from celebrating Christmas. So we'll take this week and next to do just that right here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us. From Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Hi there, and welcome to the program. We're beginning our series called Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God, and he does do just that. He is sent into this world to reveal himself, God, very God. Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God, is the title of our series and today's broadcast. Won't you join us as we celebrate Christmas this week? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. While you're turning to John 1, uh, I I would say something that is very uh, true, and you know this to be true. This season, as well as Easter, is so loaded with fiction that our poor kids don't know what to believe. And have you ever heard that line that truth is stranger than fiction? But what will our kids have drummed in them for the next six weeks? Something like this. And you tell me if you've met this person, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Have any of you met him? Some of you have. Okay. Well, we know what you've been drinking. Uh, That eggnog's a little strong, isn't it? Uh, So, uh, okay, we've got... Rudolph, we've got Frosty the Snowman. Now, I mean, you know, he talks. He, he's almost like an uncle. Uh, we've heard that so much. And, and just think of the big thing we celebrate is a big fat man that lives in the North Pole, and he's even got names for his reindeer. And you can hear him on the roof once in a while. I mean, now, our kids, I mean, I don't know how old I was before I found out that that guy didn't exist, but it was a big letdown. And why, I wonder why all these fictitious stories, why all of this, uh, uh, you know, Scrooge, that's a great story. I, I love the story. But when you actually come to what did happen, what did happen uh, the, the world has such a great way to eclipse everything that's Christian about these holidays. That was Christmas. It wasn't Santa-mus. It wasn't Rudolph-mus. It was a mass about Christ. And so now we want to look in John's gospel. Let me tell you something about the four gospels. The four gospels are like four different photographs of Christ. And the, the photographer for sure of Matthew was a Jewish boy. They all were, but you talk about a Jewish gospel. The book of Matthew is, he is the son of David. That's why a pedigree and his genealogy is given. And 
he is uh, the king of Israel. And it says right there in Matthew 1, this is born the king of the Jews. It probably has more Old Testament verses brought over to the new in Matthew than any other gospel. Mark comes along and he writes a gospel uh, that is just about him as a servant. And he doesn't give a genealogy because a servant doesn't need a genealogy. And the big portrayal of him is like the ox. He comes, he's quick, he's straightway. It's, uh, he's this uh, servant God. Luke, the doctor, comes along and he gives us that writing for the Gentile world, the perfect man. And the man, we need to have his genealogy. But what's interesting, he doesn't trace him. Uh, he gets him back to David. But after Solomon, it doesn't go through Solomon's side of the family except through Nathan. Because in the Davidic order, there was a curse upon Jeconiah and Jeremiah that no one out of his descendants would ever sit on the throne of David. But guess what? There was another branch of the family tree that came out of David. And Luke records it, that the right to the throne in his humanity is described in Luke. He humanly is qualified to be on the throne of David. And he has the Davidic right in the book of Matthew. But when we come to John... John, we don't hear Bethlehem. He just steps right out of eternity. And listen to what it says. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was being with God. And the Word was being God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. I do not want to look at any more but that today, because this is going to be enough for us. John gives the title, The Word to Christ. Verse 14, it said, The Word was made flesh. And so we know only one member of the Godhead could this be describing. God the Son the Christ. But he takes us back into eternity. Not to David, not to Abraham. This Messiah steps right out of eternity in John's gospel. And he just says, in the beginning was the word. I want you to just get some kind of knowledge of this word, word. It's the Greek word logos. We get our word logic. We get our word reason. A Jewish brilliant man from Alexandria, Philo, developed a whole philosophy in the Greek world as he combined Old Testament scriptures, and he made the Logos, the divine rationale behind everything. He didn't make it personal. It was just a philosophical, the ideology, the perfect image, the perfect template after which all of the creation has been formed around. So there was great, there are pages written on this one word, logos. What it meant to the Greek world. Also what it meant to the Hebrew world. Why would you call this one the word? Notice in the beginning, the word. Does it remind you of Genesis 1-1? It should because in the beginning of all creation back here, it just took one divine word to bring order out of chaos. One divine word brought light 
to darkness. One divine word gave life. Now John picks this up and saying, in a fallen world, in a ruined world, God has decided to give us another word in these last days. Hebrews 1, 2. In these last days, God has chosen to speak to us through a son. And so God is going to speak to us right out of eternity to a ruined race, a ruined world that fell from that first beginning. And now we need spiritual life. And so he's God wants to communicate with us. Three things I would note about this word, word. We use words as a medium of manifestation. We use words to communicate what is hidden and get it out. The heart is revealed by the mouth. Our hearts revealed by words. A, a way of revealing what's in our heart. So this loaded word, God, after 400 years of silence from Malachi to Matthew, decides to talk to us again. And he talks right out of eternity. And this time, he doesn't talk to a prophet. He doesn't talk to a Bible book. This time, he's going to talk through God the Son. And so John says, he's the Word. The Word. Now, let's look at some things about him. Uh, especially in an era when he's just one of many kinds of gods. Let's see what John says about him. Number one, the Word, God the Son, was eternally existing at the time of the beginning. This little word here, was, is a tense that he was continually in existence at the time of the beginning. Some ask, what beginning? Well, anything that ever began. Before anything ever began to begin. Whether it's physical creation, take as far back as you want. If you want a billion years, help yourself. If you want a squillion years, help yourself. I don't care. Help yourself. Go back as far as you want. Time, space, matter. When do they start? Is it early earth or you've got to have a squillion years? It doesn't matter. Debate it all you want. Before anything ever began, this one was already existing. He pre-existed before everything that was ever created. So this is an eternal God. Way back. And he's going to step into the human arena. What an amazing thing. Jesus Christ never had a beginning. His humanity did. His humanity began in the womb of Mary, but his person always existed. Now, this is theological, and you should never be theological in church, should you? You just need four steps on how to kiss your wife. No, it's about theology. You'll figure out the kissing. Let me tell you, this is the thing. Christ is a divine person, and a divine person, he never did have a beginning. Wait, wait, and we'll look at it more when we look at his humanity. But at a point in time, he joined to his divine person a human nature. And this is what he did in his humanity. And he will retain that forever. But he was not always human. But he was always God. Always God. So, 
before anything ever began, before physical creation, before stars, before moons, before Satan, before demons, before angels, Christ was already existing. He is eternal in his being. That is amazing, to be an eternal being. Did you know God has never had a birthday? God never ages. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, always the same. Do you ever look at some of your photographs and ask, who is that? I mean, gravity is wrecking your face. And it wrecks other things. I mean, I'm telling you, just gravity is hard on us. Said, so, man, I need a, 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 everything's a lift. I need a lift. Yeah, you do. And, and Mary Kay can't pull it off. We all need a lift because gravity and death is taking its toll on the whole race. But here's one who is ageless, eternal. Nothing's new to him. Nothing you'll ever do will surprise him. He's not learning anything about human nature. He already, this morning as I was praying to him, I said, Lord, you already know from eternity past what I was going to ask you for. Is that true? Yeah. I still had to pray it. But he already knew it. He's eternal. Eternal. And we'll look at this more as we go through this as we deal with a man by the name of Arius. Uh, So, Christ was from eternity. And he says here, and the word was with God. Now, this little word with has the idea of facing, uh, face to face. And what that means is uh, several things. One, he was in perfect communion with another who's called God. It could be God the Father, God the Son, or rather God the Holy Spirit, but it's just causing God, probably the Father. And he says, all that time in eternity past, he's been in a face-to-face relationship with someone called God. This implies several things. This word is unique from another one called God. So there's a distinct person here. There's at least two persons we're dealing with here. Two, there must be essential equality to be on a face-to-face level with God. There must, it just shouts some kind of equality. I have a face-to-face relationship with you that would just shout to us equality on equal terms. So we have two here that are equal but distinct. We always just have a way of abandoning Trinitarian theology. Did you know we worship one God in three persons? And how is that so? How can God be one but three? Well, several concepts. God is one in the sense he's a compound unity. Uh, And the the Hebrews said this, our God, hero is, or our God is one. And the word for one there was the word that he said he made the morning and the evening the first day. Two parts, one day. He said, male and female shall become one flesh. Did you know, husbands and wives, you are one? Even if she votes Republican and you vote Democrat, you are one? In, the, my, in a compound unity sense, uh, the Hebrews used it of a cluster of grapes. Many individual grapes made one cluster of grapes. Compound unity. Our God is a compound. He's one, 
compounded, but he's manifest in three distinct persons. The Holy Spirit didn't die for you. Quit thanking him for dying for you. And quit running to Jesus in prayer. You're supposed to go to the Father. But see, we don't think Trinitarian. You pray to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. Does it make any difference? I think it does to them. They're distinct. I don't thank the Father for dying for me. He didn't die for me. The Son died. That's called patripassinism, attributing to the Father a work that the Son did. We are Trinitarian because we're biblicists. The Bible says God is one but three. That's why you know no idiot could invent these theologies. It's either from God or the guy is a lunatic. No man could invent the doctrine of the Trinity, I don't think. It's so complex and so involved. But here we have the Word was eternally face to face with God. So what is that? Well, now he says the third thing about the Word. This is profound. Look at what it says here. And the Word was being God. This one he calls the Word here, he calls God. Is that in your Bible? Are you looking there? It's not there? Get the right trans. Pull out a Bible. Right there. And the Word was God, and I'm reflecting the Greek tense, was being continuously in the past God. Now, Unitarians and Jehovah's Witnesses love to tear this verse apart. Because it goes this way, the word was, and then in Greek it's just theos. And they said, ah, and you can translate something that's anarthrous, something without a definite article. Let's say if you say a house, that's anarthrous. If it was articular, you'd say the house. Now if I said, go to the house, what would you pick up from that? Would that be quality of house or a definite house? Ah, you got it. You're good. Uh, go to the house. That's definite, identifying it. But if I said, go to a house, what would you go to? You'd have to go to something that had the quality or the nature of a house. It could be anyone, but it has quality and nature. And Greek scholars, this is, this is not saying Christ was a God, it's saying the word as to his nature, as to his characteristic in every way was essentially the very kind of God as the God he was facing. He shares essentially everything that is God's. One of the strong, the Bible says over and over, Jesus Christ is God. John 5, 17, he called God his Father, making himself equal, and for this they picked up stones to stone him. He did not say, no, you didn't understand me. He held on to it. I am just like my Father in that I could do everything he tells me to do. I can raise the dead. I can do miracles. He said that. John 10, 30 said, I and the Father are one. Hey, how, I thought they were distinct. It's a neuter in the Greek. I and the Father are one thing. We share that one spirit that is God. We share that in common, but we are distinct persons. Romans 9, 5, 
We teach that our God, there, Israel was told, there is one who is God and Christ, Messiah, is God. What a powerful statement. But cults have come along. And a man in the second century by the name of Arius, he was a priest and uh, he lived in North Africa. He came along and he got into a big battle over this idea that Christ could be God. Uh, he just didn't buy it because there was a lot of philosophies around that said this. This is what the Gnostics said. God is too pure to ever be contaminated by touching matter, for matter is evil. So stuff is evil, so God could never directly create something that's evil. So they invented a whole system of spun-off lesser deities called emanations, lesser gods. And you'd start up here with the, the real God, and you'd get this whole pantheon of lesser beings. You might even throw in there angelic beings, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, lesser gods. And finally, you get down here to a junior God, way down, and he can create but not directly from the hand of God himself. John goes right in the face of that. Creation came out of the hands of God directly. No middlemen involved. Christ, he's going to say, is that agent. Look what he says there. He was with God in the beginning. Through him. And that's an interesting term. Through Christ. Through the word. Through the agency of, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Now, is that true? Is that true in biology 101? It's why science and religion seem to always be in conflict. Are we against science? Not against true science. Not against true knowledge. Not against true fact. But the Word of God is superior. How many of you would want to be doctored out of a doctor book written in 1890? How many of you would want to believe what you believe about science based on the year 1890? Oh, no. It's changing constantly. Man's knowledge is relative. It's always changing. But this creator, God, he says, all the way back, everything that ever had its beginning, Christ was the divine agent that created it. But Arius said, no. There was a time when Christ did not exist. God did not create matter. Can't be. The Gnostics added that. And so Arius had to be refuted at the Council of Nicaea. And he was told there was never a time Christ had a beginning. And Christ is one in substance with the Father. He's not a less God. He is co-equal with God. I asked the question, who came to Bethlehem? One who eternally pre-existed all of creation? One who is in eternal communion and fellowship with the Father? One who is called God without apology. And then the fourth thing here says, he not only preceded creation, he is the agent of everything that was ever created. What a, what a powerful, powerful picture this is, that the creator is going to step out of eternity 
and live among creation and even allow a part of his being to be created. Imagine there is an aspect of him that he took on that had a beginning. And it began in the womb of a little Jewish girl. What an amazing, that God needed diapers, that God needed a mother's breast. And he says it in Psalms 22, I was trusting in you while I was at my mother's breast. What an amazing condescension. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855 833 9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Oh, and by the way, as you come alongside Truth For Today in a financial way, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you Pastor Phil Howard's book called Jesus Christ, The Revealer of God. Now, this is an amazing book, a book that takes a look at Christ and how he does, in fact, reveal God in every aspect of his life. Again, this book is yours for a gift of $10 or more when you support the ministry Truth For Today. Simply call or stop by our website and pay us a visit there and order your copy. Again, for a gift of $10 or more as you support Truth For Today. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.